international broadcasting lives on 5085. The big one. WTWW. Welcome to the Digicom Cafe, located at the intersection of faith and technology. We hope you enjoy your cafe experience where we cater to your digital and spiritual appetites, and build interest in the amateur radio hobby, one story at a time. Please stand by as we get ready to launch this episode of, Radio on the Rocks. You are about to listen to a Radio on the Rocks Cafe cast, with your host, Denny J, K5DCC, in the Digicom Cafe Communications Network. Enjoy Denny's reality radio activities of the day, including cafe news and updates, on-air contacts on satellites, and conversations on a myriad of RF and digital communications platforms, including guest interviews of amateur radio operators from around the world. So, pull up a chair, enjoy some cafe on ice, and fill up your glass with some radio on the rocks. Well, hello there. How did your day go today? This is the end of the day. It's a uh, quarter to eight here in the Digicom Cafe. Denny J here, K5DCC, Kilo 5 Digicom Cafe. I decided to change it up a bit today and uh, do my comments at the end of the day after uh, I found out what I was doing. It might work out better that way. So what did you do today? Leave a comment in the voice message. I'd love to hear from you. I had a busy day. I had a couple projects I wanted to work on. I think I alluded to it yesterday. I was trying to get LOTW, Logbook of the World, up and running for all my satellite work. And after two, three weeks now, I finally got it up and running. I finally got it figured out. And uh, it's working pretty slick. It was worth the effort. It's going to be a piece of cake now to update all my contacts and upload them to Logbook of the World and also to uh, QRZ and EQSL, I believe, too, you can upload them to. Anyway, it's been a, kind of a rough day. I've got a pretty good cold going here and uh, haven't felt like doing a whole lot, but I stayed pretty busy in the shack today. Uh, I also did some FT8, made some great contacts, did uh, three satellite passes and made some contacts there too. I won't put up a audio file of my, of my uh, satellite pass today because we are featuring the yacht net, the yacht chat net. Well, they say it's not a net. It's just uh, hanging out together and chatting. We got some young people joining us and uh, heard some neat stories there today. So rather than fill up this podcast with another my favorite pastime i'm going to go right into the net the yacht net i think you'll enjoy that so let's get right into our net after uh, these words about our sponsor voice flow here at the digicom cafe communications network we're all about the power of voice did you know you could listen to this cafe cast on your Echo Dot by simply asking Alexa to play Radio on the Rocks? I created this skill many months ago. I was looking for a way to do this very easily and quickly, and I ran across a very unique platform. It's called VoiceFlow. 
VoiceFlow is a wonderful platform that makes it easy to create powerful voice applications without any coding and faster than coding. There are many amazing tools out there to build voice apps, but their goal at VoiceFlow is to build the easiest, most powerful tool that gets as close to coding without needing to write a single line of code. So if you're interested in building your own Amazon skill for amateur radio, I suggest going to voiceflow.com and join their Facebook group, voiceflow.com. Uh, this is KGHCX. Uh, good evening, uh, uh, Daniel. Uh, I don't see any youth on board at this point, uh, but uh, I'm glad things are working fine on your end. Uh, uh, we're going to start the uh, Yacht uh, Fellowship uh, Technology Chat, and we'll see if we can get some young hams to join us as we uh, move through here. Uh, so, uh, anything else you want to give us uh, info on regarding the uh, Change over to the uh, uh, yacht uh, uh, system there, over. Not much at the moment, just if this keeps going, I'll uh, keep it on the Raspberry Pi. I've got a little more flexibility there. Eventually, I'll move it probably to its own Pi, since I do have a couple of public IP addresses still available. And uh, we'll go from there. I might even throw out a Pi 2 just for the general use of yacht, period, if we wanted to do some other stuff with it, since uh, this is a single core process, so it wouldn't be doing that much at the time. And if I've got it on a Pi 2, we'd have three cores available to, uh, you know, just play around with, have some uh, amateur radio fun. Over. Okay, sounds good. Uh if it had, I don't know if it was on uh, Saturday night, but we had uh, about 33 check-ins uh, Saturday night. I think you reverted back to the internet uh, system for the uh, net Saturday. But, uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, keep up the good work there, Daniel. I appreciate uh, all that you have offered and uh, have given to the uh, yacht uh, group here. And... Uh, uh, everything's working uh, fine on this end. There's some occasional dropouts, but I think that's typical of Echo Link. Over. Yeah, unfortunately the system is uh, TCP-based, not UDP-based. Uh, so it's really uh, about 15 years old and hasn't uh, really upgraded to take advantage of modern bandwidth or modern uh, protocols. And uh, it's kind of a sad thing, but unfortunately that's the way it is right now. Over. Okay, well, uh, it's, it's, it's working well uh, tonight, and uh, I'm glad that we occupy uh, a small space in your um, computer room there. And we have, I guess, for well over a year. So, anyway, it's working well. Well, we've got a couple of other stations on board here of no use yet. I, I hope we're going to get some of the young hams uh, to show up. I had a, uh, a little bit of a uh, posting on uh, Facebook uh, earlier today, hoping we could uh, gain a few uh, few uh, hams to uh, join us. So, uh, Daniel, uh, let's see. Wait a minute. Uh, Danny, are you around at all? I see your calls up there, K5VCC, and also I see Timothy, KC3CU. Danny, uh, uh, 
Are you out there in uh, Arkansas? Go ahead. Yes, sir. I am out here. I'm uh, recording this starting now. So uh, hopefully we'll have a good turnout with some young people, and I'll post it in my podcast for the day, K5DCC. Okay. Very good, uh, Denny. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll get a few. Uh, and we'll be just us old-timers on board here. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, I guess we'll uh, give Timothy a chance to say a few words before we uh, uh, look for additional check-ins. This is KGHCX. Go ahead, Tim. Just uh, when I a uh, question for Daniel. When I cross-linked uh, into uh, KB7QLT's all-star node earlier, to, uh, earlier today, uh, did that uh, add any extra load to the processor? Um, I went ahead and did that due to a uh, post on Facebook uh, somebody made, I think it was you, uh, where you wanted to try to tax the pie. Uh, I don't have his node connected up right now. I can definitely connect that, though. Um, but uh, I want to be careful with that because he does have his uh, node connected to some other nodes uh, that are other uh, blind and visually impaired uh, amateur radio operators such as myself. This is KC3, CDO. I wasn't monitoring it at the time, but I didn't see any issues. Um, honestly, a single node, even if that one node has multiple users connected to it, doesn't cause an issue. Um, it's kind of a hub-and-spoke problem, and all that uh, I wind up seeing the traffic for is not the traffic off of that secondary hub and spoke, uh, but just that one connection. Um, I really don't think that the load of our normal net 33, 35 users is going to cause a problem because even a Raspberry Pi is far more compute power than the uh, original Intels uh, that the bridge and Echolink were designed for. So, uh, but, but thank you definitely for stress testing it. Yeah, right now um, it's running at less than 1% of my CPU. And that's on a Raspberry Pi original Model B. So not even the 2, the 3, or the 4. Uh, this is at 9NUF. Over. Yeah, very good. Uh, maybe tomorrow, uh, if you're on the, the system, we can... We can try a bit more uh, tests because I I can I'm I'm running uh, Echo Link through my All Star node. Uh, I have a dash L now. Uh, long story about how that came about. Uh, I won't get into all the details, but uh, it's not your normal hey let's validate for a dash L story. Um, yeah, long story. I mean, if you guys really want to hear it, I'd be happy to tell you. But uh, Let's just say what the devil meant for bad, God took and used for good. Um, so, but uh, I'd be happy to uh, continue with the testing of that. And uh, because I'm on All-Star, I can cross-link. And uh, uh, happy to do that for you. This is KC3. Yeah, definitely applying load to it is much appreciated. Um, the only reason that I took it off line for the Saturday net is just because I wasn't going to be here and we knew that the intel that it was on was going to be okay. Um, 
I was convinced that it would be able to handle it. Um, what I'm seeing right now is not an issue. Um, I honestly wish there was a way that I could kind of stress test it the way that you would stress a web stress test a web server with you know Siege or Song or similar software. But unfortunately, we've got to depend on real people for a stress test of this. And 9MUF. Right, and I think, you know, I mean, I I wouldn't stress test it to the point of, say, you know, connecting up to the wind system or the WAN uh, system. I wouldn't do any of that. Um, but would I connect up to a friend of mine's node? Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to do something like that. Um, and, you know, with cross-linking, I do have to be careful because um, there's certain people that don't mind cross-linking. There's other people that, that do mind uh, cross-linking. Like I know, for example, Denny, uh, he doesn't mind crosslinks. Um, but there are owners of all-star hubs who absolutely do mind. And uh, so, you know, you kind of got to be sensitive of that. No, absolutely. There was a, a repeater near here that I was hoping I could talk to the owner into letting me crosslink uh, the Yacht Node just for the Yacht Conference. Um, just as a way of trying to get out to some of the scouts and some of the other hams in the area, and I couldn't talk him into it. Um, and I'm not really in the position at this point to set up yet another repeater here in the Chicagoland area. Well, I made mention earlier to you on Facebook, I don't know if you saw it or, or what, but I mean, would, would you consider All-Star as an avenue for yachts? Um, uh, Ed, um, KG8CX, and, and I have both talked about if I managed to get the cycles actually expanding this a bit out, uh, maybe talking with Denny a bit since he's already done doing some of that work. I have no issue with the expansion. We've already expanded quite a bit with the full-time conference server from where it was, and I think just, you know, further expansion really is just going to come down to uh, time and effort. And part of my intention in opening up and moving it to its own independent server is I could basically hand off some some of the management of it with other people so that if something does go wrong, other people could maybe have root on the system or could expand it out themselves. Um, I'm a pretty hardcore uh, sysadmin. This is running on a Gen 2 uh, Raspberry Pi that I actually compiled everything for myself. So um, I kind of I'm used to getting down to the bare metal uh, when it comes to Linux management. Or right, yeah. In, in my situation, I'm totally blind, and I don't I don't use uh, I don't really know programming. So what I've done was you know went ahead and bought a node, and uh, the individual that I bought it from is very very helpful. Um, you might want to look up, uh, if, if you've never messed with uh, All-Star, uh, you can look into buying a node. Uh, Jerry Philby. I really enjoy mine. Uh, fine business. Now, I tend to like doing some of the work myself. And I've already got a fair amount of hardware on site. Um, I don't know if I'd want to try and add something else. I'm sitting here looking at a pie hat that is a secondary 
uh, my open spot when it comes to my D-Star connection. Um, so I tend to try and use the hardware that I've currently got. Um, and I know that um, since it is Linux-based, that shouldn't be that hard to do. Over. No, I mean, it sounds very easy. What I, what I would recommend, if, if you want to look into the infrastructure, go to hamvoip.org, I think it is. And uh, that that's a whole uh, alter thing. I can find the the link and uh, post that on the um, yacht page if that'd be something that, that would be beneficial. Yeah, documentation is always a good thing. I'm not going to be able to really dig into it beyond getting this uh, pie up until the end of the year. I had a, a mail server, which was also the um, main um, conference server for Yacht, blew up on me, and I lost both raids and all my backups. Kind of a bit of a disaster here. And so I've been fighting back from that, so I'm kind of still in recovery mode. I'm trying to get recovered by the end of the year. So I'm not going to be taking on any new projects um, beyond things like maintaining Yacht or moving it to its own server. Um, any expansion is going to wait until uh, January 1st, 2020. Uh, N9MUF, over. And this is KC3, CD returning. Well, that's definitely fair enough. Um, but when you're ready for that uh, documentation, let me know, and uh, I'll send you over to the HamVOIP site. Uh, this is KC3, CD. I'll turn it back over to Ed for the, the net. Okay, this is KGHCX. Very good, guys. It's interesting to hear about the Yacht server since we're using it right now and use it twice a week or as often as you want. And Daniel is the guru behind uh, the Yacht uh, server there. And I see we have uh, two more stations uh, have uh, joined us. I see we have uh, Jaden in, in Nebraska, KE0NDA, and uh, Sebastian out there in San Francisco, KN6BDL. And uh, uh, you can talk about any uh, ham-related uh, thing that you, we just started talking about the Yacht server and what's capable of doing and, and not capable of doing. And you can talk about, uh, you know, uh, antennas and uh, DX, contesting, satellites, you name it. In fact, if somebody wants to start with a uh, certain topic, you go right ahead and we'll follow along and uh, uh, ask questions and uh, hopefully get some answers. Well, we have Katie in there, too, that's joined us, K-E-8-L-Q-R. So, uh, oh, let's see, I saw Jaden in there first. Uh, so we'll start with Jaden. Jaden, you can you can turn it over to Sebastian, and Sebastian, you can turn it over to Katie. So we'll go on that basis. So, Jaden, uh, good evening to you. Uh, how are things in Grand Island uh, this evening? Go ahead. Well, good morning, uh, Net. Um, yeah, the time change is uh, getting to me. Um, it's getting dark sooner, so got to get used to that. And then uh, nothing much. Uh, just got out of the shower and thought I'd just jump on real quick. And uh, so uh, turn it over to uh, Shabbat or um, oh, Sebastian. I'm sorry if I uh, pronounced that wrong. This is KE0 on VA. 
unfortunately he's not willing to be neighborly and work with us at all. So uh, in a nutshell, we're enjoying the cool weather, uh, working on getting that uh, hunting trailer uh, finished up, and uh, we have a big weekend ahead of us that the boys can talk about, so we probably won't be with you on the radio Saturday night. And just look forward to listening to everyone else. Can for VKX out, but I will uh, pass it off to Blake. Can for VKY. Um, yes, I agree with what my dad said. We'll also be going hunting this weekend. That's why uh, we probably won't be with you. And School went well today. We got work done, and actually a few of our uh, AM radio friends from our WKS group ended up coming over. Uh, one of them was from the Plateau, so he was uh, uh, two hours away, but we got to see him, and uh, we got to be with him and talk with him and learn a few things as well. Otherwise... Um, we had an amazing day, and if we can make it, I hope to uh, talk on Saturday. Anyways, can for VKY back. Okay, very good, uh, Blake. Uh, yeah, you guys are going hunting down in Tennessee, and then you're coming up in the, well, close to my neck of the woods anyway. That's Wisconsin, southern Wisconsin, still about four to five hours away from me, but at least you'll be closer to me than, than you are now. So I wish you luck and safe hunting for both you and Dad and Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan, if you're uh, available, uh, say a few words. Uh, we've got a bunch of young hams and adults on board right now. Uh, this is KGHCX. KN4VKW. Good evening, Ed and everyone on the net. Um, getting ready to go to bed after we fold some laundry. Um, Definitely, we are very excited to be going to Fort Campbell on Friday, so we can hunt Saturday and Sunday. Um, I'm going to be hunting with one of our mom's co-workers, so that's going to be fun. Um, right now, we just can't wait to get shooting some deer and hopefully bring back a nice rack if we can and have the ability to. But, um, other than that, school's going well. Um, we are just reviewing adjectives and all the modifiers and all that stuff. But it's really easy because we're getting ready to go to our CC group tomorrow for our homeschool. And that's going to review a lot of stuff for us since it's our second year doing this curriculum. But other than that, there's not much else. Just, yep, we met a couple of guys from our um, group. But other than that, uh, there's nothing I can think of right now. Anyway, just came for BKW. Back to you. Okay. Very good, uh, Ryan. Uh, sounds interesting. Uh, there's uh, a lot of deer rolling up in our neck of the woods, and uh, uh, they're just waiting to be uh, taken by some lucky hunter, and uh, some young ones, too, that are successful. I see that uh, 
a little bit of technology is going on over in San Francisco. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, Sebastian, guess what I had for supper tonight? Leftover beef stew as well. Uh, it was made on Sunday, and uh, I'm, uh, this is my fourth meal of beef stew and some turkey cheese sandwiches to go along with it. Uh, tomorrow I eat out with some uh, friends of mine, but uh, anyway, uh, a beef stew uh, and a cold uh, fall evening goes very well. Yeah, you're okay. I, I, I get you, uh, uh, Sebastian. I'm sure Mom uh, made up some real good fresh beef stew. Nothing like it. Puts meat on your bones. <laughs> uh, okay, well, let's see. Uh, we haven't heard people. Uh, Doug, you want to give us another try? ZL3DUG, see if we can uh, hear you this time. And then we can go to Jenny and then to Timothy. Uh, or anybody else. You don't have to go in that order. This is not a net, so... Uh, there's a pause, and one person finishes, uh, somebody can jump in and take over. Uh, so, this is KGHCX. Uh, Doug, uh, give us another shot. Okay, just a short transmission. Uh, am I coming through? Yes, you are. This time it's fine. Go ahead. Okay, this is Doug, ZL3DUG in New Zealand. Uh, we've just had a couple of warm days. Today was a bit cooler, so I don't mind. Um, don't like the hot temperatures, to be honest. But anyway, um, the DX conditions should be on the rise because uh, there's been some um, sunspot activity. Uh, so we may be... Uh, heading up the the next solar cycle at the moment so that'd be great um, I have heard uh, a few DX stations but I just haven't been able to uh, to work them um, not much else here but um, you know, I do like to send out the, the QSL card so if you haven't got one from me yet uh, give me a shout and uh, I'll get one to you um, either email it direct or uh, through Ed. Um, he's happy to do that, so... Uh, I'll leave it that for now. Back to KTHCX. Okay, very good, uh, Doug. So, uh, good to hear from you again. And, uh, Jenny, uh, uh, I'm sure the recording is going on as... Uh, uh, had planned there, and uh, it's great to be able to hear ourselves uh, on the uh, on Facebook there. So uh, back, uh, let's go over to uh, Arkansas. Uh, I don't know if you're getting any of our cold air heading south, but uh, I think you are getting some rain down there. So Denny, uh, Denny J, K5GCC, go ahead. Well, thanks, Captain Ed. K5DCC here. Uh, I'm recording this on an SD card directly from my radio. I don't know if I explained it last time, but my technique is I use my ICOM ID31A, which has an SD card inside, and uh, the little recorder feature I can turn on and record all the activity on my Simplex All-Star node here. So it uh, works very well. It's just in the shack working away. 
Hopefully the battery won't die before it's over. <laughs> anyway, I was wondering, seeing as I don't get any response from people regarding a story, I wonder if I might put Katie on the spot here tonight and ask her to tell us how she got into amateur radio and what is her favorite aspect of it. What does she like to do the most in amateur radio? Uh, Katie, are you still here? Could I ask you that? Kilo Echo 8, Lima, Quebec Radio. Um, I got into ham radio last year, probably right around November. Uh, the school was doing a amateur radio and electronics club. The school resource officer, November 8, Yankee Mike X-Ray, was doing it, and one of the 7th, 8th grade science teachers. They were starting an amateur radio and electronics club. We started out with about 20 people, I think. And then by the end, there were about five of us, but um, me and the science teacher, we both got our licenses. Uh, we were really excited. Our call signs are KE8LQR and KE8LQS, so almost identical. Um, after that, uh, I really enjoy working DX. I only have about 11 countries right now. But um, I have gotten Peru, uh, a few, an island off the coast of Australia, and a few over by Germany. So I think my favorite part is working DX, KE8LQR. KE8LQR, K5DCC. Well, thank you very much for sharing that. Uh, I wonder if you might tell me... Uh about your setup there, are you using your own, or is it your parents, or uh, are you, uh, you do you have your own ham shack, or is it a family shack? I'm just trying to imagine what it'd be like having uh, a child that was also a ham involved, and uh, that'd be a kind of a neat deal. I've got a, a 12-year-old grandson that has uh, got his license, he got his general class here a couple of months back, uh, but uh, no gear, I, I brought him a, uh, I little iPod Touch that I ran across here and set him up on Echolink. I was hoping he'd be here tonight, but uh, he has no other radio gear. How about you? I'm sure you can't afford buying your own. Uh, tell me more about your station, K5DCC. Kilo Echo 8, Lima, Quebec Radio. Um, right now I'm using my mom's phone. Uh, in terms of an HF station, I have an i7300 and a G5RV inver inverted V-dipole antenna. Wow, that's pretty nice. How old are you again? Kilo Echo 8, Lima, Quebec Radio. I am 11 years old. Wow, that's amazing. Well, you're doing a fabulous job. I wonder if Sebastian might jump in and uh, tell his little story, too, there. I haven't uh, heard much about you, Sebastian. How did you get into amateur radio and... Uh, what is your favorite aspect? Well, it started like my grandpa is an amateur radio operator. His call sign is AI6L. And a few times, like a, a year or two back, probably like one year back, I, I, when I visited him, I listened on his Lcraft K3. And it was just like great fun and I decided I wanted to get my license but I didn't know how and anyway so 
later, I found an advertisement in the 2013 QSC, I mean, not QSC, 2013 handbook for ham test online, so I did, I did that. I got my license for the technician. I passed. I got all questions correct. General, same, and I haven't started studying for my extra. And so, it was mainly like my grandpa and me. Like I, like I was self-motivated. Though my grandpa did get me into ham radio, and no schools or anything. Let me drop. Okay, I dropped, and my roll just dropped on the ground. Let me pick it up. Okay. Anyway, so my setup for a test. I'm sure you've all heard this. It isn't so good. I have an L-Class K2, the 10-watt version. I didn't buy it. I'm borrowing my grandpa's. And anyway, so my antenna is a is a 30-foot fed wire attached to transformer and connected to the K2 using lossy coax, which is the only coax I have. I can use my auto tuner that's in the K2 to get a one-to-one -one SWR on 80 to 10 meters and. So my set, and since the wire is blocked by so many buildings, my setup just doesn't really work out. For HF, though, my very first contact is VX, and for the countries I have, for HF2, just the U.S. and Canada. For VHF, I'll wrap this up. Let me drop. For VHF, I have a Balfang UV5R, which just won't accept any external antenna, any antenna that, aside from it, the rubber duck that it comes with, tried it with a with a commercial like fourth wave gain whip. I tried it with I tried it with a J pole. Just, they just didn't work. So, though so I have attached a counterpoise wire to make it. That has improved, but VHF, I can hit a repeater from 30 miles away. And anyway, so that's all ham radio for for now. What I like to do in ham radio, I like to I like to design and build things. Like definitely like build like build like build my own antenna, build my own radio, which I still need to do. I also like to design things. So I'm starting off with designing a magnetic loop antenna which isn't going well because I realized that the variable capacitor actually may be pretty massive. Anyway, so go ahead, Denny. Ah, uh, very good. Well, that uh, ham test online is uh, what I use to get my extra class. That's an excellent platform. And your Elecraft uh, is a wonderful rig. I'm sure you're having a lot of fun with that. And as far as your Baofeng, uh, you might want to get into satellites. You know, I was uh, using my Baofeng UV82 with a whip antenna, and I work satellites with it just by itself. And now with the uh, arrow antenna, I've been able to work uh, many of the different birds, and I'm having a ball with that. I understand that's pretty popular with young people, too, so uh, you might consider that. But, man, I'm impressed with what uh, you guys are doing. I wonder, Ed, is there any other young people in here uh, that we could uh, hear their story?
Ah, KGHCX. <laughs> hey, I love your idea of getting uh, Katie and, and Sebastian to tell uh, their story. Uh, when you uh, get this set up on Facebook, I think I'm going to put it into the uh, Yacht webpage and a uh, link to it with a notation that uh, they can listen in to uh, Katie and, and uh, Sebastian. Uh, let me see. Uh, of course, we have... Uh, Ryan and Blake, but I think they already have had uh, their turn at telling how they got into ham radio uh, back last June, I believe. Other than that, uh, at this point, there are no uh, new young hams. Uh, so, uh, but uh, uh, it's great to hear from Katie uh, and, uh, and Sebastian to uh, hear their story. You're getting their story uh, this way, and I think it's great, uh, Denny. Uh, let's see. I don't know who else was on Take It, but uh, I'm enjoying every second of what I'm hearing this evening. So whoever wants to jump in and uh, uh, say a few words, uh, go right ahead. This is Captain Ed, KGHCX. Just a quick comment there for uh, Sebastian. This is KC3CDU. Timothy in Westmoreland County, uh, Pennsylvania. The the one thing with the Baofengs is everything's reverse on them. So, you know, usually your antennas are. Let me let me get this let me get this right in my head. Uh, usually the antennas are male SMAs, uh, not on the Baofengs. They are female SMA uh, uh, on the uh, antenna. So. I have an external antenna on my UV5R, which is actually currently what I'm transmitting through uh, right now. I'm coming in through uh, All-Star into Echolink. And uh, my setup is simply a UV5R, and the antenna that I'm running is a Smiley Dual Bander, and it has a female SMA connector on there. So that will connect to the male SMA connector on the radio. It's very bizarre, uh, but that's how they have that set up. Uh, the other thing, uh, and you might be interested in this, uh, is how I got into uh, ham radio. I'm not technically one of the youth, but I'm, I'm, I'm young. I'm 27. I got into uh, ham radio actually because of my grandmother. Uh, she got me my first shortwave radio when I was like nine or ten years old. Uh, this was, I think, the Christmas uh, after 9-11-2001. And I remember hearing about this thing called ham radio. And I remember hearing about how ham radio was one of the outlets that was used. And then, you know, I hear of uh, Hurricane Katrina and all these other things that happened in it ham radio this and ham radio that. You really hear about that on shortwave radio. And so ever since I was like nine or ten years old, I always wanted to get my ham radio license. It took me until I was in my 20s to actually act upon that, mostly due to schoolwork and other responsibilities. I was uh, in public school uh, all my life, and... Uh, they um, would usually sack me with homework because my 
assistants that I had in school, uh, some of them weren't always thorough in doing their jobs. Uh, being totally blind, I had to uh, rely on others. Not that I had to, but that was how the school was set up at the time. And uh, let me drop. And uh, so I uh, graduated from school in 2010. I know you kids are thinking, 2010? Some of you are probably not even born in 2010. Well, but anyway. Um, I graduated from school in 2010, and in 2014, I really buckled down, started studying, and I only used one website. It was aa9pw.com, alpha-alpha-9-papawhiskey.com. And I studied using my iMac, using VoiceOver, which is the built-in screen reader, and I kept noticing, well, wait a minute, there's these questions with images. And so when I went to take the test, they realized, oh, he's blind, he can't do the images. So they, they removed the image pictures, and uh, or maybe they just grabbed them, I, for, I forget. I think they removed them, though, and just used other questions. But... Uh, here I am. I've been a licensed technician since 2014. People tell me, upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. But honestly, I'm having fun on two and 70 centimeters. Uh, Danny talks about the satellites, and he's absolutely right when he says you can use uh, just like a little teeny tiny antenna on your UV-5R for satellites. I remember when I first contacted the International Space, now I don't know how clear of a signal I had into them. But when I contacted the International Space Station, only had that achievement done once. But anyway, uh, I just used the stock rubber duck on the UV-5R. Like I said, I don't know how, how clear they could hear me. I don't know, um, you know, really any of that. But it was. It, it was a blast. Contact only lasted for like two seconds, but, you know, there, there it is. And uh, KDHGX? See if I got that call correct. Uh, Ed, uh, go ahead and uh, pick it up. And uh, by the way, Sebastian, I hope that uh, comment that I made first about the SMA uh, will help you out uh, in the future. If I have to, I can definitely uh, repeat that. This is KC3CDO. Back to net control. Comment, K5DCC. Comment, I guess. Well, this isn't really a net, so I just quickly at Timothy. Yes, I know, and all the antennas that I've tried have been like if they they fit, they go into the they they have the exact type of connectors as the Balfang, so they screw in perfectly, and they don't and they have very low performance. Like compared to the rubber duck, anyway. So I will let Mark go ahead. Well, this is Denny K5DCC. Uh, Sebastian, you might just get those little adapters that screw into your antenna uh, hole there on your radios, and uh, the adapter goes to B and C, and then you can use a antenna with a B and C connector. That's what I do on my satellite stuff. I use actually I use two. Balfang UV-82s, one for transmit and one for receive. 
and no, no duplexer necessary that way. And it makes it really nice because then you can listen to yourself coming back from the bird, and you know you're in the sweet spot. But I just ordered two cables with BNC connectors on the ends and then got the little adapter that plugs into the uh, radio itself. So you might consider that. You can also uh, connect any uh, uh, PL259 with another adapter uh, on the other end or whatever you want to do. Uh, it's pretty easy to, to get the uh, adapters to do that. But anyway, um, I think we I think this would be great to do this every uh, Tuesday night, uh, also bringing to the table all the things that we've done during the week, like tell us about the uh, DX contacts that uh, you all have made and uh, maybe what you're building, uh, get more detail into uh, the real uh, reality radio life that you guys lead. That's, by the way, what my podcast is about. I call it Reality Radio, and I just each day tell about the things that I'm doing. And one of the things I did today was uh, finally get my logbook of the world up and running, which is no small task. <laughs> if anybody's uh, out there has got one, they know what I'm talking about. Uh, back over to you there, Ed. Okay, very good, Denny. And uh, Sebastian and Timothy, boy, I tell you, this is uh, turning into some great uh, stories from, from all of you there. Uh, basically, that's what I was hoping for. Uh, Mark is on board. He's been on board for a while, uh, K5NO. So why don't you say a few words to Mark, and then we can continue on with whoever else wants to uh, uh, follow. So Mark, down in there in uh, Winter Springs, Florida. I'll say it for you so you don't have to say it. <laughs> K5NO, go ahead. Well, thank you very much, Ed, and good evening to you. Good evening to the net, the Yacht Group. A fine organization, uh, bar none. It's great. This is K5NO, Kilowatt 5, Noe, Ontario. The name is Mark, Mexico Alpha Radio Canada. The QTH, Winter Springs, Florida. Winter Springs, Florida. Uh, just north and east of Orlando, the home of the Mouse House, where it's 77 degrees and showers. Uh, uh, are on the horizon for uh, this evening. Uh, high of 84 expected for uh, Wednesday. Um, uh, just uh, reading the mail and uh, getting lots of laps and um, uh, the things we uh, do for love, it's uh, amazing out there. Uh, can't describe it. It's uh, phenomenal. So, um, um, God bless uh, one and all. The Yacht Group is the best, uh, bar none. Uh, it's okay. I'll turn it back to Ed, and uh, let us continue. Good group over there as well. KGHCX from K5 and O. Okay, very good, Mark. Always glad to hear from you down there in sunny, warm Florida. A little bit rainy now, of course. And here we have uh, about 30, oh, let's see here. Would you believe 27 degrees outside? Wow. <laughs> Below freezing. <clears throat> no snow on the ground, but uh, further south there, it could get to anywhere from 2 to 3, 4 inches. <laughs> okay, whoever wants to take it, go ahead. Uh, Katie, are you still, boy, up? Katie's still there, and so is Sebastian, and... Uh, 
Uh, Ryan and Blake are on board. Uh, Doug is there. Daniel's aboard. So whoever wants to take it. Uh, <coughs> um, Katie, why don't you say a few words? Uh, I enjoyed your story about how you got into ham radio, and uh, I know you've got a, a lot of uh, good experiences and, and times ahead of you there as uh, you uh, explore the uh, ham radio hobby there and getting more more kids involved in it as well. So, Katie, uh, uh, go ahead. Uh, this is Ed, KGHCX. And say hello to your mom for me, too. Uh, your mom and your dad are both educators, as I once was. Uh, of course, I'm retired now, but uh, I can identify very well with... Uh, and, oh, I also liked the comment your mom made the other day on Facebook uh, that Columbiana, Ohio, was rated the nicest city. <laughs> That's pretty neat. I don't know how that happened, but uh, uh, it uh, certainly is something to be proud of. Uh, go ahead, Katie, KGHCX. Kilo Echo 8, Lima, Quebec Radio. Uh, I am trying to get more kids involved. Uh, one of my main drives for that is I know how fun it was. Like, my first HF contact was W1AW. Uh, my first DX was Peru. Uh... We did get Nicest Place in America, uh, our local theater, Crown Theater. I'm doing Mary Poppins for them. Uh, I think it's in December. But um, we got Nicest Place in America because our theater has a special needs program. Uh, the Reader's Digest was having a essay contest. I'm not sure if it was an essay contest, but I know it was like a writing contest. And they were going to pick, uh, I'm pretty sure, one place from each state to run against. And then the top few would be running against each other. But um, one of the people who has a grandson in the special needs program w wrote a essay, I think. And a few months later... We were nicest place in America. Uh, I don't know. I think it's in the November Reader's Digest, and I know there's like a video online. Uh, K8LQR. Back to Ed. Okay, very good, Katie. Well, you know, I've uh, I've uh, been through uh, Columbiana via my computer. Uh, back to, I think yeah, this morning I uh, went over to Google, typed in Columbiana, Ohio. And uh, went down your main street there and uh, uh, looked at it from the satellite view and then went down on, uh, you know, on your main street there. And uh, uh, so I've been doing that uh, for many of the cities that our YAP members are from so I can see where the, and even where their homes are located. Of course, that's all on your uh, QRZ page under satellite view. So uh, uh, I feel like, you know, I, I know many of our yacht members uh, from from afar by just looking at their cities and their locations and talking to them on the radio. I can tell you this, though, Katie, and everyone else, if I lived not too far from your area, I would probably uh, knock on your front door and say hi. <laughs> but uh, well, we'll have to settle for the, uh, the audio portion for the time being. But I do look forward to meeting a number of you at Hamvention in May. 
And I know you're not that far from Hamvention, uh, from Xenia, uh, Ohio there, uh, Katie. So I look forward to meeting you and your mom and, and your sisters and uh, even your dad, too, if you can spare uh, a weekend there. Okay, anyone else want to jump in and, and talk about whatever uh, interests you? Uh, uh, let's see, uh, who else have we got up here that we haven't heard from? We've got Doug out there. and uh, By the way, Daniel, everything seems to be working pretty good uh, on your end there. Uh, go ahead and give us a progress report. Uh, how much uh, uh, are we using on the on your uh, Raspberry Pi? Uh, 3, 4, 5% over Thanks, Ed. I'm watching it. I've, I've kept an eye on it. I've been running HTOP on it, which is a little more um, of an accurate representation of what's going on than just plain old top. And we haven't hit any more than 3% of the CPU. We've had uh, as many as nine people on board. Well, we've got nine on now, and uh, we're still running only at tops uh, 3%. So I'd say we're in very good shape, and I'm going to leave it on this Raspberry Pi for now. Um, I think we've officially moved over to a Raspberry Pi, and hopefully within the next couple of weeks I'll get it on its own dedicated Raspberry Pi so we can talk about the fact that Yacht now uh, will have its absolutely own dedicated server. Um, actually, the name of that server will be seagull.gundo.com. Uh, you may have got, picked up that I tend to name my machines after uh, musical instruments or parts of musical instruments. Um, given the fact that the uh, machine used to run, uh, node used to run on Gibson, and uh, we're all aware of the Gibson Les Paul. Uh, so this is N9NUF, uh, back to Ed. Okay, KGCX, uh, very good, uh, uh, Daniel. Okay, well, we've got the uh, Raspberry Pi server, and uh, let's see, uh, don't forget people, we do have a chat box, so if you want information and ask questions, uh, apart from the audio, you can always do that and maybe get a uh, response that way as well. Uh, let's see, uh, Nashville, Tennessee, uh, uh, anybody there who wants to... Uh, Punch in a few uh, words of uh, wisdom to us. Uh, Ryan, I know you guys are heading for the hunting grounds uh, very soon, and uh, uh, so let's turn, let's go over to uh, Nashville. Uh, actually, Brentwood, Tennessee, a little on the south side of Nashville, I believe. Not too far off I-65. Years ago, we did take I-65 through Nashville, headed towards Alabama, so I probably, at that point, wasn't too far from you, but then that's probably way before you even moved in there. <laughs> so, over to Nashville, either Andrew or Blake or Ryan. Not all at the same time, though, but uh, anyway, uh, go ahead. And for VKX, Andrew here. The boys are in in bed. Uh, we have big school day tomorrow. It's where we get together with our uh, weekly group and uh, get to join together with others and and have a wonderful uh, time working hard uh, on school. Um, uh, so they're they're already in bed, but um, yeah, I 
We are definitely looking forward to this upcoming weekend. It's a, a privileged opportunity. There's a, a small number of youth that um, are allowed to be drawn to hunt on Fort Campbell, uh, uh, Kentucky. It's actually Tennessee, where we'll be at. Well, here. Um, Fort Campbell, the majority of all the land and properties in Tennessee, but uh, due to politics, it got named Fort Campbell, Kentucky. So there's the history lesson for today. But anyway, they uh, were able to be selected. It's one of the pilots that my wife works with that is a retired uh, Chinook pilot, and uh, he shared um, this hunt with us. And so we did all of our paperwork, and the boys were able to make it in this year so that they can go up there and, and uh, uh, have this youth hunt. should be pretty good. The rut is on, and uh, it hasn't been hunted yet, so they'll be the first ones in there in a prime time. So we're, we're pretty hopeful for not only a fun, safe weekend, but a very successful weekend. Um, I was talking with my brother, and uh, Ed, you can tell us how that's been for you, but he's already had eight inches of snow, sounds like uh, another up to four or five inches is coming from tonight to tomorrow, and uh, single digits like eight degrees and three degrees are uh, in the foreseeable future as a low before wind chills. Uh, we're, we're finally cooling off and enjoying weather, but not quite that cold. I uh, think we're going to be freezing for hunting in Wisconsin uh, by Thanksgiving. Okay, very good, Andrew. And you did mention something about your wife that I happen to know from your uh, conversation a while back, uh, Facebook and on the air, that she is an emergency medical technician, an RN, uh, with a helicopter crew that goes out to uh, uh, whatever they're needed for uh, severe accidents or sickness or whatever and transports them to the hospital. So I'm sure she's got many, many stories to tell as well. But uh, uh, she's certainly doing a service to to the area there in the work that she does. So, okay, very good, Andrew. Well, uh, we'll look forward to hearing from you again when you can make it to the uh, uh, net on Saturday or or whenever. And kind of curious as to how things will go when you're in Wisconsin hunting. So, at some point, uh, we hope to hear from you and the boys on. Uh, your adventures in southern Wisconsin for deer season, which is coming up all fast. Okay, flight, okay, uh, flight, she's a flight nurse, okay, that's right. Uh, so, uh, that's, that's interesting. Okay, Christian, uh, any, any words uh, uh, to pass along, uh, or Katie, let's see, uh, Sebastian, you can take it and Maybe pass it on to uh, Katie and uh, <coughs> uh, go ahead. This is Captain Ed, KG8CX. KN6 BDL here, apparently. I just learned online that some of the vacuum variable capacitors, variable ones, are actually big. So I think my magnetic loop antenna that I built is going to be have to be limited to 60 to 10 meters, which is kind of sad, but 60 meters does offer good engines, so, and so I am pretty happy. Plus, the butterfly capacitors and stuff like that are, are small, 
just I just did some like web surfing about that, so I don't really have anything more to say. I've just been listening to you guys, occasionally speaking, going into the chat box. So plus like I have to I have to go soon, not yet, but soon because I have to go to a Boy Scout meeting, but anyway, back to you Ed. Okay, very good, Sebastian. Yeah, I got to remember, it's uh, only 6.03 uh, in your neck of the woods uh, this evening. You're two hours behind us. So uh, this, I'm sure the sun is setting or has set over the Pacific Ocean. And uh, <laughs> So, uh, oh, yeah, interesting uh, from a uh, comment there from Daniel. His introduction at Short Wave was as a missionary kid in India and Pakistan, Afghanistan. Boy, there's another story we could have, Denny down the road. It doesn't have to be all from youth, although those are the most interesting, but hey, we've got some adults out there that have some great stories to tell, uh, Denny. What do you think? And then you can pass it on to Kay. Uh, Go ahead, Denny. K5DCC, I think it'd be great to hear stories on our Tuesday night nets. Uh, that's one way for me to get it uh, in the podcast, to get the word out, so I'm all for it. Well, I'm just sitting here with my uh, MacBook Pro on my lap and the uh, SD card in the slot. I just downloaded the image for All-Star Link for Raspberry Pi. And I uh, have to use this version of it so that I can put my DB Switch software in there for uh, DMR and D-Star and such. So I'm uh, going to be setting that up here maybe after I'm done posting this uh, this podcast for the night. Anyway, uh, it's been fun. I love the conversation. It's been a great net, and uh, especially hearing the, the young people. So, Katie, if you got any more words you'd like to share, maybe uh, maybe some words for those that are young that are thinking, oh, I can't do this, uh, maybe it's too hard. Maybe you can let them know that it's not that hard, but tell them, tell them uh, like, do a sales job. If uh, some other young people happen to hear this, why they should get into ham radio, what are the benefits of it for a young person? Over to you, Katie, K5DCC. Kilo Echo 8, Lima, Quebec Radio. Um, I do think it'll be worth it once you get your license because um, you really don't know how much fun it's going to be until you have it because a lot of kids who are just now getting into it don't have someone at home who has their license and can let them talk or even listen. Because I know during the school club roundup, uh, there was someone helping uh, his granddaughter, daughter, I'm not sure, uh, talk on, get on and talk on the radio. And I worked them, and they were just working as an individual. But I think... He might have been on there with her to show her that she wasn't the only kid out there interested. Because I know we worked plenty of school clubs. Kilo Echo 8, Lima, Quebec Radio. Yeah, it definitely helps when you have a club that you can be involved in. Uh, When I got my license, I was uh, 17 in high school, and we had six of us in our electronics class that got our novice ticket. Then we got to uh, upgrade to general pretty quick and started using our club station. Uh, I don't know who paid for it, but 
We had a nice Drake line of equipment with a TA-33 beam on the roof, and we spent a lot of time in there uh, working the world. That was the time when the Sunspot cycle was probably at its peak, and uh, we were just uh, thrilled to work so much DX there at school. So I don't think many schools have what your school has got. You're pretty uh, blessed and fortunate. Anyway, uh, back to you there, Captain Ed. I think uh, I'll get back in the shack here and get ready to uh, uh, download all these files and compose them into one file and put them up for our podcast for the day, get this thing wrapped up. So this will be my last transmission. Uh, KG8CX, K5DCC. Okay, very good, Denny. Great uh, group uh, this evening. Uh, Lots of good information, and uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, uh, beyond expectations. Well, I did expect some check-ins, but uh, each each week it gets better and better. So I hope the rest of you enjoy having uh, a chance to get together like this on Tuesday evening, and of course Saturday evening as well. <coughs> so, uh, well, state eight. Uh, so we've been on the air about uh, 68 minutes. Uh, probably should uh, consider uh, uh, closing it down now. But uh, if anybody has any final words to say, uh, pass along. Uh, uh, feel free to do so. Uh, we still have a few on board yet. Denny's on board, Sebastian, Andrew, Daniel, Timothy, and Doug. So if anybody wants to uh, wrap it up with some final words, comments, uh, go right ahead. <clears throat> and I'm looking forward to hearing the, uh, the group on your uh, podcast there, uh, Denny. And I, th- I think what I'll do is uh, I'll uh, post it on the in the news portion of the yacht webpage with a link to it so that they can uh, others can listen in. Uh, uh, they don't know what they're missing by not tuning in on Tuesday evenings here at the yacht conference. Uh, uh, some great uh, stories and great information from some of the best people that I know. <laughs> uh, anybody else? This is KG8CX. Well, the only uh, question that I have, I'm going to direct to Katie uh, real quick. Uh, Katie, were you a part of the Jota Jamboree on the air? Uh, If not, uh, you might want to consider looking into uh, doing that next year. I was a part of that uh, this year, and uh, it was a blast. It, It was an absolute blast. This is KC3, CDU. Uh, I think Katie has uh, dropped out. I don't see her call sign on board anymore. But uh, anyway, uh, this is KG8CX. Anyone else want to say a few words before we uh, close it down for the evening? I'll go ahead and uh, jump on that, Ed. It's been wonderful being aboard here. I oftentimes aren't, I'm not able to make the Saturday night commitment. Um, I will make one pitch. Um, I've got WindyCon coming up on the uh, November 15th through the 17th, and we're going to be running Whiskey Nine Whiskey out of uh, the WindyCon Hotel. We'll be have a bunch of antennas on the 15th floor. No, wait, 16th floor. Uh, we've got a balcony there that we'll be uh, hanging a bunch of antennas from, 
and we're going to be running a kids program. We bring a bunch of kids up, and they're, they're going to be assembling their own uh, Morse code keys and learning Morse code, and hopefully building their own oscillators. Um, we'll see how that works out, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, so I'll be on Saturday night, but I won't be on next Saturday night because I'll be uh, helping out with Whiskey Nine Whiskey. Uh, so back to you, Ed. This is N9MUF. Okay, uh, well, do you be on HF then? Uh, any particular band? Generally, we try and run at least uh, three radios. We should be on 20, 30, and 40, um, I think is what they've run last time. Um, the last three years, I've been chair of the convention, so I haven't had much time to actually sit and operate. But this time, since I'm no longer chair, uh, my plan is to uh, camp out, uh, but I know that we're running some serious CW on 30 meters, and we had HF, we had single sideband on 20 and 40 meters. And one of the cool things is that we've got an old uh, RIDI machine um, that we'll use to run some uh, two-meter uh, RIDI, and just watching the kid's eyes light up when that beast uh, fires up, you can almost see the smoke coming out of it. It's uh, really a sight to behold. And 9MUF. Okay, KJCX. Uh, if I key that in QRZ, would I get any information? Because I could put it in tomorrow's uh, Yacht News for for the benefit of uh, everyone who gets it uh, over. I'm checking that right now. Um, I, I got the uh, Whiskey 9 Whiskey page from uh, Ray Novak. And then I handed it off to somebody in the in uh, the club. He was updating it, and I said, "Go ahead and update it sooner rather than later." Uh, so if you'll give me a couple moments, uh, let me double check QRZ. Okay, will do. Thank you, Daniel. I think some of us out there will uh, uh, give a listen and see if we can hear whiskey nine whiskey and give the kids some uh, uh, ham radio exposure, other than what you're giving them as well. Okay, Sebastian, I guess you've left us. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, I think Sebastian's up. Yeah, he said 73. And, uh, I think he's got a scout uh, meeting to go to, so it was nice to have him aboard as well. Boy, what a kid. He's been so Katie too. <laughs> and the boys, uh, Blake and, and Ryan. Uh, let's see. Uh, anyway, uh, I guess that about covers it from this end. Uh Denny, uh, thanks for joining us this evening, and uh, we'll uh, be talking to you and uh, the others uh, during the week, I'm sure. Uh, keep up the good work there with uh, Radio on the Rocks, uh, so uh, uh, those podcasts are really, I think, uh, very interesting and uh, show what can be done with ham radio in many, many different ways. God bless you all. Have a great week. KGHCX. Today's Daily Devotional is entitled Choose a Side, Exodus 3226, reads that Moses stood in the entrance of the camp and said, Whoever is on the Lord's side, come to me. And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together to him. Moses, in confronting the people about their sins, since Aaron did not restrain them, according to verse 25, put them in a position to show where their allegiance was. 
He called on them to publicly choose whether or not they would stand with the Lord because of their, because their uh, sin was open and public. There are moments when sin must be dealt with publicly before the congregation. And there's a, a way to do that in Matthew 18. And moments when we must deal with the sin privately and in love, as we know from 1 Peter 4, 8 and Galatians chapter 6, 1 uh, through 3. Nonetheless, that's a subject for another time. Uh, today, I'd like us to focus on the fact that Moses is calling the people to choose what side they are on. Or in other words, giving them an opportunity to repent and come back into fellowship and obedience to the Lord. Uh, we as God's children choose every day who we will walk with. We choose with whom we will fellowship with by what we choose to say and do. We might claim to be followers of Jesus, but if we're behaving in such a way to bring him uh, shame, then we're not truly following him. And there are far too many born-again believers that are trying to walk that fine line and walking with one foot in Christianity and one in the world. James 4.4 4 reads, Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that fellowship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. We can't compromise who we are as Christians and then claim that we're walking with Christ. If we're going to choose Jesus, we must truly uh, be willing to choose uh, serving God. Uh, Joshua made it clear where he stood when he stated in Joshua 24, 15, And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose uh, for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As followers of Jesus, we're called to take up our cross daily, as we know from Luke 9.23. This means denying ourselves and our worldly desires daily. Uh, by Moses' uh, challenge to the Israelites, he made it clear that he was not looking for people to align themselves with him, his opinions, or what he deemed to be right, holy, and proper. He was only interested in calling them out uh, for their lack of allegiance to the Lord and calling them to surrender themselves to him. Uh, we must be careful that we uh, not call others to align themselves to our opinions, convictions, or what we think is right. If we're going to bring someone back in the fellowship with the Lord when he or she is stumbled, it must be done on the basis of God's truth. So it must be for us when we uh, are living our daily lives. The things we say and do in making our daily decisions must be in accordance to God's truth, not our own opinions, convictions, and preferences, as those differ and don't always truly reflect the truth found in Scripture. The consequences uh, and price for those who chose to stand against God were great, and they paid with their lives, as we read in verse 28. Uh, for those who have not accepted Jesus Christ as Savior, the choice to stand against God will end in eternal condemnation in hell and the lake of fire, as we know from Romans uh, 6.23, and then in Revelation 20, uh, 13 through 15, where it clearly says, uh, the sea gave up the dead who were in it, uh, the, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his works. And then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire, <clears throat> and this is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. For us, the born-again believer, to stand in opposition to God uh, puts us in a position to not only lose uh, heavenly reward, but to be disciplined by the Lord in order to be brought back into fellowship and righteous, holy living. We know this from Hebrews 12, verses 3 through 11. I close with these words. Whoever is on the Lord's side, come to him and prove it by the way that you live for his glory. 
Today, God sends an invitation to you to accept this free gift of salvation. Will you accept it? Anyone who calls on Jesus by faith and repentance, confessing your sins, will receive eternal life. Do not put off calling on him. Receive him and his free gift of salvation today. Thank you for visiting and listening to this radio on the Rocks Cafe cast. This podcast can be heard on Apple, Google, Spotify, and Stitcher apps, plus the embedded anchor.fm widget at digicomcafe.com. You can also listen to all of our cafe casts on your Amazon devices by asking Alexa to play radio on the rocks. Now, please stand by for a word from one of our sponsors. Is there somebody that you know that's trying to get their ham ticket? Trying to ham test online. It's easy. There's no drudgery to it. There's no dread to it. And right now you can get the technician exam study guide that's normally $29.95. And right now during this sale price, it's only $19.95. That's right. That's the technical study guide for the tech license for ham test online. Now, let them log in to HamTest Online and let them follow the program study guide. They'll get their ticket in a matter of a few days. Right now, the price is reduced to $19.95. So get online. And if you've already got all of your tickets, then ham it forward by buying this study program for someone who's trying and wants to get into ham radio. HamTestOnline.com. That's hamtestonline.com. <laughs>